all you cool cats and kittens know it's not Carol Baskins, but it is yours truly, Brian Nichols, here on The Brian Nichols Show. So, speaking of cool cats, before we get started with today's episode, I have to tell you about our fantastic new sponsor. That's right, you know him, you love him. It is our friends over at the Lions of Liberty podcast. Now, the Lions of Liberty is the greatest libertarian variety show on earth, featuring three unique shows with three unique hosts. Their flagship show on Mondays is hosted by a friend of our show, Mark Clare, featuring interviews with leaders in the libertarian movement, roundtable discussions, debates, and more. More recently, Mark's been focusing on personal development and self-growth, featuring some familiar names like, I don't know, Jason Stapleton or Gary Collins. Wednesdays feature Electric Liberty Land, a weekly shot of comedy, culture, and liberty, hosted by the hilarious and acerbic Brian McWilliams. And on Friday, we have Felony Friday, which is a weekly look at the broken criminal justice system, hosted by John Odermatt, featuring inspiring stories from those who've overcome incredible injustice and adversity. So, head over to your favorite podcast catcher and hit that subscribe button to Lions of Liberty, and then let Mark and the rest of the pride know that Brian Nichols here at the Brian Nichols Show set you. And now, on to the show. Can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Hey there, folks. Happy Monday. Way to start your week off right here. Yes, on The Brian Nichols Show, I am, yes, your humble host, Brian Nichols. If it's your first time here on The Brian Nichols Show, well, first and foremost, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you here in the audience. Uh, and you're starting off your, your experience here in The Brian Nichols Show right, uh, as today we are joined by recurring guests, and that is our good friend. Friends, Burden Carr from the Friends Against Government podcast, uh, and it's always a blast having you on the show. So uh, I, I really, I, there's there's so much we dig into. Um, I I would be remiss not to just let the conversation speak for itself. So uh, with that being said, please, if you enjoy today's episode, be sure to share with family and friends. But with that being said, without further ado, onto the show. Burden Carr returning here to the Brian Nichols Show. Thanks. Wow, that was Glad very good. I could never yeah. pull that off. That we Bro. that we stopped doing that. We stopped <laughs> doing that because we couldn't. We couldn't do intros. <laughs> we we just we lay in bed and we all talk and sometimes we're podcasting and sometimes we're not. That's we're just true. in a state the, of the, um, the amount of times I've been recording in bed <laughs> it has been several. We just lean I over think. and hit a switch. The and best, it, maybe it's recording. The best part about all this though <laughs> is that the little intro I just did is actually gonna be cut out entirely from that's, that's, like, that's amazing. <laughs> you should leave it in just for that. I mean, just for yeah. that. Just that's for pretty you. Good. Okay, maybe we'll put that as a teaser at the end of the episode because I think that's absolutely hilarious. Anyways, yeah. as you can tell, um, Bird, Carr, guys, it's always great to talk to you guys. Friends Against Government, easily one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Um, Bird already, like, he's taking the reins. He's like, hey, can I, I ask the first the question, please? And I was like, okay, sure. So, Bird, yeah. uh, y- you got you got something to say, or I guess a question to ask. So the floor is yours. Let's start I, think, off. I think it'll be a good way for us to jump off. We were talking about all of your great successes, Brian, and congratulations on all of your great successes. One of them was your weight loss, which I, you know, I've been on a weight loss journey myself. So, you know, shout out to you, brother. It's a real challenge. Love. The question is, you said, here's how you, here's how I did it. I fasted. I did my intermittent fasting. I do 18 hours. I dripped weight. It was incredible. You, you said you used to pump iron. You know, you used to like, you know, you're like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know I've seen you. Uh, but you said 
now you don't do the gym. Now you've actually managed to do the teen beach body workout. Was that what you called it? Was that? Yeah. The official that's, that's the official company name. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Now what I'm, the question here is when you finally reach where you're going, what kind of workout video are you going to create? Cause I think, I think car mm-hmm. is, is going to, he's the classic beach workout guy. Right. If I know anything about Carr, he's on the beach, on the sand, lifting weight, doing all kinds of stuff in like a pink tank top, neon pink tank top and like teal boat shorts. That's probably how he works out. If any at all. Brian, if if any clothing at all. (laughs) That's right. Brian, the question to you is. What kind of workout video are you going to make? You know what? I um, I think we're going to have to do like a uh, a weightlifting workout, um, but it's got to be a, some hybrid with a with with politics or or like, you know, if you if you. Oh, wow. If you don't know the answer to like a political question, you have to like do extra reps or something like make it. So that's just oh. how you get the rage up. You just put on MSNBC that's, or something like that's that. Right. And, and just Work your brain muscle and <laughs> your <laughs> muscle muscle. You could start like go on YouTube and like replay uh, the Republican debates with Ron Paul from 2012, and because yeah. you know what will be coming, your rage will fuel you. For your pre-workout, you just you just watch Alex Jones, and it's the turning the frogs gay music video. <laughs> have you? Oh my God! There was a. Have you ever seen the video of him singing to the llamas? Oh my God! Yes. No. <laughs> I don't know. If that's I've seen a. That. That's a Matt Carr. That is a real masterpiece. In fact, if it was our show, I would be playing the audio here. That is a real masterpiece. Um, speaking that, of which, wait, 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 wait. Speaking of which, if it was your show, right? Because I, I think we before we go into the weeds too much, you guys are from Friends Against Government. I, I want to make sure we're, we're setting the stage and people know your voices by now because if they're listening to the Brian Nichols show and they're a longtime listener, you've been the, the new voice for the intro. Um, the intro, yeah. From one of your yeah. last appearances this past year. That's so right. uh, number one, that's that's uh, that's always great. Uh, whenever I, I listen to the show, I'm doing the uh, doing the, the, the post, you know, production with uh, with Corey behind the scenes. I'm like, ah, bird, car, good times. <laughs> Getting a big foot on. I'm like, oh, yeah, classic stuff. Um, but anyways, so go back to your show, right? So, Bird, before I, we, I let you go wild and crazy. Friends Against Government podcast. Now, obviously, right now we are waiting. Aaron, your your consigliere might be popping on to say hi. We don't know. It's kind of it's it's we're gonna I, see what happens. And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we don't know. And, and, and if he fault. does, <laughs> I say partly it's my fault because we'll I, I was I was lost though. So here's the truth, right? I got stuck in in traffic on my way home from the office. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna avoid Trump because Trump's coming to oh, God, Trump's coming to, to Philadelphia today, and I I was like, I know oh, that they're gonna God. shut down oh. the entire access to the city. And I have to go right through. (laughs) Philadelphia, I love you. (laughs) I love you and and so on. I sat in traffic for an hour and a half for him to get his motorcade to to the Constitution Center. It was Uh, excruciating. So partly that, uh, plus my just lack of reading uh, skills, comprehension skills, it's just... It's it's my my cross to bear. So anyways, going back to uh, to Friends Against Government. So gentlemen, how have things been? Uh, what's been going on? It's been a while since uh, you were last on the show. I think um, the last time we were on the show, COVID was still kind of new. Um, we're recording here September. Oh my God. Lots changed. A, <laughs> yeah. let's kind of recap. So what's what's been going on, not only uh, you know in in your, your neck of the woods, but what's been going on in the Friends Against Government podcast? Uh, well, before before I let Bird take this away, we are fully comfortable blaming Aaron for really any yes. uh, shortcomings of any member of this podcast. That, so that is why we hire him. In that's fact. really why we hire him. It's, it's, it's the scapegoat. Yeah, he's he's just a punching bag. 
Uh, so when he pops in, feel free to, to you know, what unload you, like, your bags yeah. on him. This is crazy, this tardiness. Yeah, really, yeah. just really lay in. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, <clears throat> as far as what's going on uh, over at Friends Against Government, uh, we've, you know, we've got some stuff coming up in the future. I think we've mentioned a couple times on our show, and and yeah. uh, and we've we've uh, we've been growing, and we picked up Aaron as the punching bag, pretty pretty much full time at this point. I don't know what else we got going on, Bert. Well, I mean, I've been deep in the cave recently. Oh, you um, have been in the cave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is well, all cave. right. Yeah, we've we've had a couple of uh, our personnel has been going through its own ups and downs. Oh my god! And and, and it's been on, it's it's been on recording for the last six months, and it's bird. So, so yeah, all right, we so let's let's it, do this. Let's talk about the let's talk about the lore behind the Friends Against Government podcast. What's going on recently? So first of all, well, maybe this didn't happen first, but our our Twitter account was hijacked, and somebody controls it, and we have no ability to access it. So now yeah. it's on it. And so that's a pro- and it attacks us. Completely so whoever's rogue. running the account attacks us as well. They they call us mean names. They say our podcast is terrible. They do yeah. post pretty good memes. I will give them that. Decent, um, yeah, yeah. You're right. Maybe I'll just say decent. You're right. Yeah, let's back. I don't want to get go to their head. Yeah. Um. Uh, so that happened, and you know that's been a huge stress. Imagine losing control of your, you know. Your own podcast account. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's really, truly an embarrassment. So if anybody would like to see what kind of an embarrassment is, they should go and check out at Fagcast. Um, That would, you know, just to see, maybe follow them. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Uh, I've been extraordinarily deep in the cave. I've, 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 since the start of quarantine, I've dedicated myself to um, almost, I would describe it as over reading. Uh, (laughs) I, I, at this point have a list of books that I've accomplished reading in the quarantine and it's going on 60 um, and these are not small books. <laughs> I've just been um, doing nothing, like doing nothing other than that. The whole 60 lockdown. Books, though? 62. 62. 62. So like I, I've I read have like 20. five being read right now. And <laughs> I'm in the process of my read five. books, man, I, th- I thought I was doing. I did a few audio books. I'm counting that. I count those. Oh, for yeah. Sure. You those count books. that. But 62. Yeah, you have to like. Yeah, 62. Yeah, dude, I, Brian, this is something that I figured out recently about Bird. I just figured out when we had Pat on uh, for Uncensored <laughs> Tactical. Uh, so Pat, I would associate more with my style of guest because it's more of a it's less philosophical almost and more of like a hands on the ground uh, yeah. or, 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 you know, hands on uh, boots on the ground type of uh, uh uh, guest and Pat recently wrote a book, uh, tactical lock picking, and he was coming on. And I had pre ordered it on Amazon, Amazon pre order failed, whatever. And I got my hands on it. And uh, and I, you know, I read a few pages. I was like, man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be ready for this show, right? And I'm gonna be ready for the show we're having Pat on. I'm gonna be ready to talk to a, a little bit of it. I didn't have enough, I, I got it a day or two before the podcast. We get on, and and Bird takes over the show, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah I read all of it, read all of it yesterday in one sitting. <laughs> what and he's competently referencing various chapters of this book and page numbers to pat and i'm like well he just completely kneecapped me and embarrassed me in front of one of my favorite guests oh my i didn't even unreal. think of that it was unreal I yeah, we haven't, we, I, I, yeah i never I, mentioned it I, I never mentioned it again because i, I could have my tail in has been between my legs since then <laughs> That's kind of incredible. Oh, that, yeah. was, like, like, you were citing page numbers, though. That's the best part. Oh, it was part. it, dude. It yeah, was dude, I take notes. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, beyond that, Brian, I'll, I'll send you a Google Drive at some point when I when I put all the documents together. But I take notes on all my PDFs, too, so it's highlighted reading. It's not just regular reading. I was like, well, we need that, though. Like, we need that that kind of, like, focus. It, well, you, but you know it's what? Sick. Honestly, Bert, like, uh, <laughs> that's something that we, we actually kind of need to promote internally, right? Because, like, we need people 
like you. That, <laughs> yeah, uh, we meet people like you though that who actually are like going out of the way and like learning this stuff and like consuming. Exactly, exactly correct. I, I make it a point, right? One of the new things with my show is like I I want people to like kind of um, meet people where they're at and like to talk that language that you're comfortable talking. So like let's kind of really quick. <laughs> If we do have like an agenda for the show today, which we don't. Um, but I, I think one of the things I, I would, I'm more fascinated about is just the different um, voices that we have in our just in general liberty movement. Um, I'm a big believer in in the sales process of having more uh, in the market than less. Because I think having more options in the market is just going to create, number one, a more of a, a competition between us. You know, it's a fun, fun, friendly competition to always do better content. But like at the same point in time, in our main goal of like spreading liberty, I think having more voices is good because whatever your particular voice is might resonate with a different person in a different type of way. And that's okay. I don't expect one person to have that one particular perfect voice for every single person out there. So you guys kind of approach politics with, it's funny because the, the, the slogan for we are libertarians is with all the reverence uh, politics, with all the reverence that uh, modern politics deserves. Right. And that's kind of the approach you guys take. I mean, you guys approach politics through a lighthearted, fun, just, kind of carefree way but at the same point in time everything you talk about is rooted in in very logical fact-based rational um you know insightful um thoughtful uh, mindsets right and i think that's something that people are looking for uh you know just kind of to be able to laugh and not have to be taking things so seriously but you know still- what i'm realizing bird Brian hasn't listened to a single one of our fucking shows. No, I was I was listening to him. I was going, my God, we don't deserve any of this. Yes, I do. No. Yes, I do. Hey, no, I do. You haven't have listened to a single, single show. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, he called me rational, fact-based, and logical. I was like, I haven't been called okay, that Okay, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Has, has, has declared that science itself is fake recently. Yes. In well, fact, I've gone so far as to declare that economics is fake. Oh, right. Yeah, that <laughs> was a entire mechanism of exchange being fake. Yes, I, I'm, I'm over. I'm, I've tapped out, Brian. I, thank you, though. I really appreciate it. We, we do appreciate it. And yeah, we're still able to have a good laugh, which is exactly the point is that if we can't have a little bit of fun with these kind of very like just otherwise dry and just so tedious types of conversations. So dry. People yes. tune out. So boring. Like, what the hell? Like, I, and that's the thing that drives me crazy is that you have some folks in the Liberty movement who they, they think that just regurgitating what they've read is going to, to, you know, be of some value, but we actually have to present it in, in, you know, truly a value type of mentality you have to speak to the person that you're talking to and whatever is you know it pertains to them so let's talk about that a little bit right so for, for friends against government what's kind of been you, what you found to be your your niche your your success you built huh. an audience you obviously have a very <laughs> loyal and fun audience um so let, like what's kind of uh been your success in helping build such a successful not only brand but also you know a, a loyal friendly and engaging audience like you have Car, what do you think? You do you want to do this one first? Oh man. <laughs> uh I, I I don't I think I think there's some combination of uh you know, like, like you mentioned the irreverence, uh, but then also Probably not be, not attaching ourselves any too much to any one particular thing, yeah, and just yeah. floating around to whatever we find you know entertaining at that given time. I I, I don't know. I think I think there's something to that, uh, but I don't know, Bird. What do you think? I think Brian said it. We have an incredible loyal fan base. That yeah, that's that's yeah. Does I mean does, they, like, literally? Well, you, you know what? To expand on that, that that's that is a really really interesting point because at this point, 
95% of our shows, we're bringing on somebody that that was part of the passive listening fan base and now yeah. is just an active guest. And they're bringing yeah. on content for us that like, you know, you know, from Steppy to Lee. Uh, well, I just know, did my Brad. McDonald's review with Brian, Free, Brian, well, Brian. Brian was on once, but other than other than that, the two other Pause. guests who were on had not been on before. Man, right? Is, well, it, is like, that yeah. not spontaneous order though? Like, like, hold on. That's wait, it really though. Yeah, it that's, we are, we are the friends against government. I think yeah. when Carr and I started this whole thing, the entire concept was that we have a group of friends on the, on the website. And why, if we have a podcast, why don't we just talk to them? Which is like funny. Cause I could name you 10 to 12 podcasts that are in our general area that now have adopted that philosophy of just being like, oh, you're just a person I talk to online. Come on the show so people can hear how you think. I Yeah, that's that's and I think that's exactly why the fan base is so um virulent is because they know they could get on at any time but you know they, they also, know that at any time they could get on you're also they're talking to each other right so what i yeah. see a lot yeah. in audiences is that audience members tend to talk past each other instead of talking with each other and, and since you guys mm. have, have set the open platform i think to allow that chance for the you know the, those questions to really be fleshed out real time i think that that serves I would dare say even more of a value than just having a Facebook group or something like that. Cause I mean, there's so much more nuance that you can, you can pull away from a conversation with somebody face to face or, or via, you know, what we're doing here versus, you know, doing something like a, a, a you know, massive thread on, on Twitter or, you know, some big <laughs> chat on a, on Facebook. Like you can't, you can't put in eye rolls or sarcasm. I mean, you can try, but like, it, it's just not the same. Um, so maybe, do you guys think maybe there's like a, a, something to the fact that you're actually able to have these real conversations in, in this kind of non-threatening type of way that yields to your, your audience being so cohesive at this, you know, as you say that, I think a little bit of that, but then again, and he's not here yet. We did just bring on Aaron whose entire strategy completely diverges from the two of ours, <laughs> yes. which is a highly yeah, aggressive, highly aggressive, uh, confrontational. highly confrontational uh, troll <laughs> style. And, and actually he's done more for probably the growth of the show, as far as the fam interaction in the fan base goes, than either of us have in probably a little bit in a little while. So yeah. I, I think probably the other thing that you mentioned it beyond having real conversations is having like these weird hyper real simulations. We, what we do is we go and we tell our listeners, Hey, I told my listeners the other day, go read Karl Marx, find uh, 10 pages of Karl Marx, read it, read it thoroughly. And also on the side, here's the bonus. If you can find him saying anything naughty, like a racial slur, write it down and post it online so that you can fight Marx that way. Uh, it's these weird little jobs that we send our listeners on. Aaron's amazing with this, his entire adopting the anarcho-communist uh, aesthetic on his uh, Twitter page. Well, not the and then going into, no, sorry. Yes, the, regular the Marxist Leninist yeah. uh, 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 aesthetic on his account so that he can go into these like like Antifa and anarcho-communist Twitter threads and just troll them pretending to be a better communist than they are. And this has gotten to, as like 30 accounts that I know of to adopt this aesthetic and just troll the crap out of people online. It's And it's so, you talk about spontaneous order. I would really call it spontaneous disorder <laughs> is, is I think w probably the biggest appeal to the show and brings up as you were speaking, Brian, a thing that I thought, which is there's not nearly enough insanity in this community. 
Um, everybody is f- far too rational, logical, tied to the ground, uh, committed to uh, hammering things out in the standard way we've always hammered things out. But I feel like communication happens in lots of different kinds of ways. And we've found on our show that the best way to communicate ideas has been to get people to laugh about them, to try them out in real time, and to step back when they don't work. I I, I think the fact that we encourage just a little bit of discord in the community might actually be helping. I, I hope at least. Yeah, I, I think look, we got to lighten up. People are looking for that sense of like uh, humility. Like I think there is something to a politician who or elected official who just like admits when they don't know something. Um, and that's kind of like what Trump's charm was back in the the primaries. Like Trump was on stage as the like non-politician and he was like, yeah, I don't know. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, never heard of it. Yeah. But it was like, oh, he, he said he didn't know. Like, he World War II, never heard of it. But he never wasn't, heard he of wasn't it. Andrew, <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't Andrew Cuomo on stage, like, you know, looking at the mountain of people that he, you know, basically put into a it's, physical Oh mountain. my God. And then like oh. acting like he's like he's the best governor in response to it. Like that's like if if I think I would have a lot more respect for someone like Andrew Cuomo if he if he were to be like, listen, New York. We are the example of what not to do, okay? Here's what we did, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking mm-hmm. ownership of that, and we're going to do better. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, we're going to learn from the mistakes we made. But no, they're pretending, like him, Whitmer, Wolf, all these, these you know, Democratic governors, they're pretending that they did well. And it's like, no, you guys have the highest death rates. Like, are, and, and, like, that is quite literally the definition of gaslighting. It's like they yeah. are, they're trying to tell us that the sky isn't blue, Unless you live in California, in which case I, I guess they're kind of right. But that's part of the problem is that we're we're being told one thing when we know the exact opposite's true. And I think your average person, and I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this, is that they're they are growing tired of it and they're starting to wake up to it to the extent now that they they are more empathetic to approaching politics or just in general this this entire, you know, just gross governmental system we have now with yes to your point that sense of like irreverence to the sense of almost like satire like your average not even satire almost cynicism your average person's just so yeah. completely over things that they, they are open to that thoughts yeah yep yeah but I, yes that's where i'm at actually you just described that as probably cynical <laughs> yeah um weird cynical though like absurd cynical like well let's embrace how how strange this thing is getting and I think that's been a pillar of our show too since yeah. the founding, right? You know, I mean, that's that it's it's just been, it's we've always kind of leaned into the absurd, uh, and, and mostly, a lot of it is. Do you think being, we timed this well? Do you think we timed it really well? Yeah, we just got like, lucky. I don't right? know, man, or maybe we caused it. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe nah, I, like I would say maybe you guys are um, like you're part of like it the the new culture. It's like you're you're like a manifestation of just kind of like this general. I want to say apathy because you guys definitely aren't apathetic. You, you care, right? But like mm-hmm. yeah. this apathy towards the way that things used to be. And actually, like as a sales guy, it's like my profession. I'm on my day job. I'm in sales, right? And one of my my favorite quotes is the enemy of progress is the status quo. And yep. if if we're constantly, you know, just going along to get along, which seems to have been pretty much the answer the past, like, what, how many hundred years now? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. I think your average person, they're like, what has that gotten us? Like, yeah. they look around and things objectively, like, yeah, we have smartphones now and we have, you know, internet, but like your quality, like your standard of living, it really hasn't changed that much. But 
Is it maybe to the fact that people's memories are too short? Are we just not appreciating how fast things are progressing? Um, I don't know. <laughs> Thoughts, guys, your 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 opinions, Car. I I think um, yeah, I think a lot of what you said is 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 pretty pretty accurate i think that some people i think that it's just got it's getting the center can't hold and it's just getting so yeah. absurd that more and more people i don't know if enough i mean well definitely not enough yet but more and more people are just like there is no i mean particularly with this election i know i know a lot of people if you want to just go back to normie politics like i know a lot of people uh in my personal life on the left who are who are so fed like even with how much they hate trump they're so upset with biden that uh that i'm not even sure i mean i i've never asked it like hey are you really gonna go vote for him or whatever because i don't i don't care yeah oh yeah 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 and and uh but i think that they people are just i don't i i don't think that there has been a time where there has been two more well i guess this is entirely subjective but two more upsetting candidates I'm not necessarily saying bad, like bad, although, I mean, I think obviously from a libertarian perspective, I'm not hopeful for either one, but two more upsetting candidates. I, 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 I just I saw a bumper think. sticker. Actually, it was uh, it said, fine, Biden, but this is yeah. bullshit. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. that is so perfect because that's I think you're right. That's kind of that growing sentiment is that like, really? Like this is what this is right. what the world's best country has to offer mm-hmm. as leadership. You have right. quite literally. And like I I'm, I'm at this point now, like it's almost mental abuse to an old man like elderly abuse like he is quite yeah, clear, yeah he yep. is quite clearly not there and like i so i used to work in mental health back when i was growing up I actually worked in a mental health facility when i was growing up and one of the things that like you see is it are people who have dementia and like you start yeah. to see like yeah. the progression down that that pathway and like there's moments where you'll see joe biden in a conversation and like all of a sudden he'll blink and it's like he just had like that snapshot moment from men in black where everything yeah. is gone and he he'll do the whole yeah. but you know and then he'll just like try to go off like nothing just happened yeah, dude. We, we were talking about that we were talking about that on our show like uh, almost a year ago yep. remember that yeah, part? Like, back say, in, you, like november you, december you, and you notice how we've both not talked about really joe yeah, biden not, not nearly because it is actually I've getting slipped up a few times but uh yeah i mean we decided we basically made a decision not to and we yeah. uh, we actually had a listener of the show who's a who's a medical doctor out in uh, salt lake I, I can't remember the guy's handle or I'd give him a shout out, but he reached out after the show and he was like, yeah, dude, he's exhibiting basically all the signs of early on, like of, of the early stages of dementia. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, so at that point it's kind of like, I mean, but like, to some degree. And, 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 now, and, and by the way, by the way, the other guy now had a stroke and he can barely walk with one of the leg. I, that, that's crazy too. I don't know if you saw this Trump with his limp. Did no. you see this? And so now They're both I'm, breaking I'm seeing, down, man. I'm saying I'm, now I'm seeing that too. That people are saying like he had that back. Um, I forget where it was, but there was that one time where he had to help, be helped. Um, before he did a speech, he got like escorted down that ramp, and everybody was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, look at Trump like trying not to slip." And he like tweeted out like, "Oh, it was very rainy that day. I was going much faster yeah. than that looked like I was actually going." And it's like, okay, Trump. That's right. But like, well, do you remember when Mike Pence? This came out on the news and it was huge, but nobody knew why he was doing it. Mike Pence was looking into the amendment to remove Donald Trump. Trump because I is that the the nineteenth the one where if you're oh, mentally unfit 20, for the job no it's the twenty sixth I was just gonna say I think. there you go so twenty sixth so he was looking into using the twenty sixth amendment on him recently and this was and I say recently seems like it was timed at least when I remember that was a story was around the time that twenty hospital visits were happening twenty fifth so. Yeah, they're all breaking down. So I, I think really, I don't know, but I can't make such a grandiose claim as for the first time in American history, for the first time and probably most people who are living's history, 
you're you're voting for a vice president and you know it. Well, yeah. we just flubbed today, right? So we there was on air. It was uh, Joe Biden and, and uh, Kamala Harris, and they said yeah. that um, the the Harris Biden ticket. Yes, yeah. And I, and yeah. I I responded, um, yep. my friend uh, Josie, redhead libertarian. I was like, this is what you call in sales pre framing, right? You're you're mm. you're setting <sighs> things on accident, and it's like, oh, like and, and and like, dude. That, so this is the thing about like why I'm taking the approach I've taken with my show. I, I've taken sales to be my shtick because. Sales is everything. You are either selling an idea, you're selling a product, you're selling yourself. And the problem is that the libertarian movement or just the liberty movement in general, they're not good at sales. They, no. they, they number one, don't know how to do sales. But number two, they don't know what it, what, like when sales is being done. And they need to learn, like, watch what the Demo- like the Democrats, they are doing the definition of sales right now. They are pre-framing the, the public to then buy Kamala Harris when the time comes that she will be the president of the United States because Joe Biden will inevitably have to either resign or, God forbid, something happens to him in the office. Like, that, they're they're mentally preparing people. And I think we've all kind of been mentally prepared for the, the debates not happening, right? Like, even Nancy yeah. Pelosi did her pre-framing <laughs> where she said, well, I would just tell Joe, I mean, maybe not right to his face, but I just said, I wouldn't do the debates at all. And it's like, she's pre-framing. Mm-hmm. She's setting the <laughs> stage right now that they're not going to yeah. do, they're not going to do the debates. And, and like your average person's not aware of that, that that's happening. Right. So I guess <laughs> my challenge has been, how do we get your average person to care? Um, I've tried to take more of the approach of teach Liberty folk, how to actually take our language and, and quite literally try and be like, you know, interpreters to different people. What do you guys, what do you, have you found to be the most success is it to do something like selling or is it to maybe go more through the route you guys have been doing of humor? Is it teaching or, you know, is it rah, rah activism thoughts? What, what, what do you think is the best approach for, for, for the average person? Yeah. Just, just to I, get I, your average person over to like consider <sighs> our side. I, it, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the cynic here. I don't think we found a good way um, on our show. I think we're really good at enforcing idea. And I think we're really good at taking people who are on the fence and pushing them off the fence onto our side. I, but I, the average person who's, to me, when you say the average, that person is distinctly not on the fence. The average person in 2020 is dug in for sure. Yeah. And to undig somebody who's already entrenched in politics by telling them to dig to a different section for different kinds of politics, I have not found success in how to approach that yet. Um, I, I, what I would default to is the same thing that I've always default to is technology is um, access and making markets more open and easier to access in general, I, I think probably does a lot more instead of convincing people to think the way we think simply to, uh, you know, operate the mechanisms necessary to make the thing we're fighting against weaker. Yeah. Well, really quick. And I actually want to go to specifically that, like, that's why I think what, we are doing in in our libertarian podcasting world right that's why what we are doing is so important because before it was pretty much you had the libertarian national committee which was the representation mm-hmm. of the libertarian party um then you had what reason magazine you had some think tanks you had cato you had mises mm-hmm. uh the mises uh, institute it other than that i mean you have a few organizations like america's future foundation young americans for liberty but like there's no real like sales arm of the libertarian movement except for our podcasting departments really yeah and like if you think yeah. about it, like that's that's kind of sad because 
your average person, they are so like our product, like you weren't, if you were to go to Walmart, like we would be the RC Cola version of soda, right? And the problem is, is that like, there's a big conglomerate of people out there who are RC Cola fans, but they're mm-hmm. in the minority. <laughs> and like, if you were to do a blind taste test, I forget, I'm, I remember reading this in, in uh, my marketing class back in college, but they did a blind taste test with RC Cola. And like your average person, it was a, a third, a third, a third, Pepsi, Coke, and then RC Cola. And wow. like- <laughs> that that that's shocking, right? Because when you are doing the blind taste test, you you don't realize but how much the brand appeal has. And the problem is that the libertarian party brand appeal or just the overall idea of being a libertarian, that brand appeal is entirely lacking. We have not done enough yeah. to build up value of our brand. And until we build up value of our brand, your average person is not going to consider it because they're going to be looking to the brands that have already built that value. You go and buy a Coca-Cola, you know you're getting Coca-Cola. You go and buy Pepsi, you know you're getting Pepsi. When you buy RC Cola, your average person, they're like, what does it taste like again? Mm-hmm. Do I want to buy the RC Cola? Like, I know what I'm going to get with Coke and Pepsi. And they might like the RC Cola. They, they, a third of them buy the, the survey, they will. But they're not taking that chance, right? So... I guess my my point in saying that is that the more voices that we have in the movement, it's it's kind of like flooding the market. So like think of I, I go to like seltzer water, right? Like it used to be that you only had LaCroix and now you can't you can't walk through like the water aisle without seeing like 30 different brands of seltzer water. And now LaCroix is kind of like I think they're actually like losing business because they didn't up their product and there's better mm-hmm. products out there now. And I think we're yeah. seeing right now that the libertarian podcasting community, the the better quality products people who are actually reaching more people you know we're starting to, to see the growth and we're starting to see the movement um that i mean i think we've been we've been wanting for traction for years at least we haven't really had since ron paul i mean let's let's, let's be real the the best advocate for liberty has been ron paul we haven't had a lightning rod like that i think the part of the problem is your average person they confuse leadership and and um this idea that leadership somehow equals authority right we need to have some leadership yeah, yes. and like a direction of where we're going. We haven't had that yet. So I guess, you know, as we get ready to wrap up here, guys, I, I would love to kind of point the conversation towards the future, right? So obviously I'm focused on bringing people in. You're focused on bringing people in or at least having conversations uh, or making people think, I think is a fair thing to say. So kind of what are your prospects going forward? Do, do you think that Liberty has, you know, some some positive things to look forward to as we go, uh, you know, past the 2020 election? Or do you think, you know, this is going to be one of those elections where it might be a little too late? Corey, you want to take this one first? Yeah, I mean, I'll go first. I, I think, I mean, obviously, I'm I, for anybody that doesn't listen to our show, I'm pretty apolitical, and uh, and I don't necessarily participate in the political process. Uh, but uh, so the 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 election year being an election year is important in some ways, but not important for me politically. Um, that being said, uh, these are the years where you know the mo- there's the most upheaval, there's the most movement, there's the most chance of cap- capturing um, you know more libertarian, you know, potential libertarians and bringing them over. Uh, I think that I think I'm I'm excited. I like I think I think I have nothing but uh, optimism for the future. Uh, I think more and more people are going to get frustrated with the process, frustrated with uh, with the mechanisms, and and frustrated with uh, just ongoing rot of problems that just never go, seem to get addressed. Uh, and and I think that those are ours to win. From our angle, I almost view and bird and I may, may differ or may not on this, but I almost view ours as like a, as like a land as like a, I hesitate to use the word safe space because it's so lame, but like a safe space within libertarianism where um, I think some people, some people get, particularly when you're coming in from the outside, 
because the political lines are so cultural too, um, you tend to bring that in to libertarianism. And so there's a divide between right and left libertarians, cultural, cultural divide between right and left libertarians that might believe in property rights and all the same things that are first principles that are, there are things that matter. And, uh, I, that's been the thing that's been most exciting to me about our podcast personally in our community that we've, that, that, you know, I, I say we've built, we started building and then the community started building itself. Um, is that there's there's people from all across the cultural spectrum and we've tried and whether we've consciously done it or sub subconsciously done it or the community has done it and forced it upon us i don't know but i think what we've tried to bring to, to dial back the importance of your specific culture but in so doing driving up the importance of the culture of liberty like, which is what we yes. thought to do yep. from the beginning. And yeah. so it's like a weird thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's weird because we have people from all, all, all across and like, and just trying to diminish amongst ourselves, diminish the importance of that cultural aspect uh, in like with, with, with respect to any sort of division amongst us. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, I guess I, I guess I would label myself as an anarchist. So my biggest aspiration is to push people into a mass exodus from the state in every sense. And so how do people exist in the state? I guess they do socially. I guess they do economically. I guess they do, well, they probably do in so many different kinds of ways. So maybe you could say something like cryptocurrency, even just, you know, non-fiat is an exodus in some sense. Um, let's do social. I think where we fit in is we are, and I've been trying to do this on um, Free Man Beyond the Wall uh, when I've been going on and I've been introducing people to different thinkers, is I want to facilitate a mass social and ideological exodus from the state. Um, too many people are too easily, as we were talking about before we started, brought into the whirlpool of national politics, fueled on by media sensationalism and the internet. And the first step in changing you know, the world around you is to change your own behaviors and habits. And I think a sort of social exodus from firstly state politics and then state later might actually be a way we can build this movement even more seriously. But I would also say beyond that, listen, we live in a, in, in the most interesting time human beings have ever lived in. And we have created your show and our show. We have all created our own platforms that at this point can grow into literally whatever we want them to. Um, you know, Carr and I have discussed about 30 different ways we can take this thing. Um, <laughs> you know, we didn't facilitate Childeberg, for instance, our, our annual, although I got knocked over because of coronavirus. Still we a lot still of people there. there for Childeberg too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still a lot of people were there for Childeberg too. We, so... Who would have thought a, a, I would call popular, considering how many people go, considering our podcast is not the largest podcast in this movement, uh, a, a whole, we created a whole, I don't know what you call it, a festival, a hangout, a camp out. And those, those, those secondary effects are what is most exciting to me. I just love seeing things take yeah, off that are just completely, right. I, like, I'll text bird or bird will text me and be like, did you know about like such and such? I just yeah. saw it on the timeline and it'll be like some, you know, something that's like spuriously right. related to so us cool. or we, you know and then so, it just something takes off i love it so to that end we i have no idea where we can take this thing i don't and and that's listen when i'm talking about me i hope everybody knows i'm talking about them too i don't know where i can take this thing 
I've built something, Carr's built something, you've built something, and we can all do literally whatever we want with them. Maybe one day Carr and I and Jacob from Tasting Anarchy and Aaron and all the other people who are affiliated with Childerberg and the podcast can come together, pool our money together, buy a large plot of land, put these pop-up homes on it, and start living our own way. I don't know. We could do anything at all. And um, I think the open field that we've been presented with is precisely the thing we need. I, I think what we need also beyond what I said, mass exodus is just kind of generally start pointing out to people how much of an open field they actually have to make their own decisions in yeah. 2020. Right. Gentlemen, car bird. It's always a blast talking to you guys. Cause I always, I, I always feel like we can talk about politics and not have to just want to cry at the end of the conversations, um, which is <laughs> right. great. We need to be able to laugh a little bit. So, I mean, with that being said, I want folks to be able to, to laugh a lot of it. So where can folks go ahead and follow friends against government? But more importantly, where can folks go ahead and follow you guys? Mm. <laughs> well, you can find uh, me at bird Arkist. You can find him at car Campit on Twitter. Uh, and you can follow at Fagcast. You can also follow our producer and co-host, the Go Fuck Yourself affiliate. That's the only curse I'll use in the whole episode, by the way, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I, already used, I already used one. I blew it. I think I, I dropped one, too. It's okay. Oh, okay. we suck. We're terrible. Uh, follow him at GFY FEMA R1. Uh, he uh, got to change that handle. <laughs> Aaron, it's really hard to type in every time I need to look it up to send him a message. But yeah, follow us. Uh, check the show out. We hope you love it, and we hope it gets you thinking in the strangest possible ways. As it should, Car Bird, Friends Against Government Podcast. Go ahead, make sure you give him a follow. And yeah, tell Aaron you said hi, too. Are you looking for a simpler life? Real information from real people without all the BS we're bombarded with today? Well, hey, I'm Gary Collins, the host of Your Better Life Podcast. Make sure to go check it out. I'm a former intelligence officer, special agent, entrepreneur, and I'm here to give you the facts and give it to you straight so you can live the life you want. And make sure to check out my website, thesimplelifenow.com, where I sell all of my best-selling books, The Simple Life Series, Going Off the Grid, Living Off the Grid, and just flat out kicking some ass. Make sure to check it out, guys. All right, so that's going to wrap up my conversation with our friends Bird and Carr from the Friends Against Government podcast. Uh, if you enjoy the content that they're producing, please do me a favor, head over and give them a subscribe. Uh, it, it's a fantastic podcast, always in the top of my uh, my downloads uh, every single week, and, and definitely uh, two great guys who I've, you know, this is one of the things, right, I'm, I'm going to be really honest, uh, in, in this libertarian podcasting world that I find myself in, um, it's really cool to know you have some folks out there like Bird, like Carr, like folks like Fritz from FritzCast or... Or, or Caleb from Liberty, Mark Clare from Lions of Liberty, uh, Chris Spangle, obviously from uh, the Big Channel, and there's so many out there. I, I would, you know, be, you know, I would definitely be uh, hurting myself trying to name everybody because it's impossible. But uh, it's really cool to really build some awesome friendships uh, with some really awesome people. So with that being said, uh, to you know, Bird and Carr, thank you for for your friendship, but also thank you for your support on their end. Um, and and I'm asking you guys, as my audience, do me a favor. Go go support the podcast and other folks who not only join the show, but who sponsor our show. That being, obviously, Gary Collins, Lions of Liberty. Uh, and we have some great new sponsors coming down the pike. So uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you in advance, please do me a favor, support them. Uh, and while you're in the mind of supporting, uh, do me a favor, support me. Uh, follow me over on Twitter, uh, at Liberty. You can also find me on Facebook and on Minds.com. 
also at uh, B Nichols Liberty. And uh, of course, if you want to get in touch with me, email me, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. I've been seeing the reviews coming in from last week's Ask. Uh, yes, if, if you listen to last week's episode there on Friday with Shane Hazel, which has been a fantastic, um, fantastic reviewed episode so far. So thank you, number one. Uh, but yes, I, I did have a call to action at the end of the show. I said, if you did a five-star rating and review, uh, and you, you sent a screenshot of said review and sent it to me at Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. You are entered into a special super secret giveaway. Um, and, and this is to be announced. So so I'm keeping it under wraps, but just know that when you are entering into this this drawing, it's it's huge. Uh, so do me a favor. Five-star rating review. Take that screenshot. Send it to me in email, Brian at BrianNicholsShow.com. And one last shout-out. That is yes to my awesome producer behind the scenes helping us do these three episodes per week at this point now i'm not promising you it's going to say three episodes per week um that's the goal in my my heart of hearts so i'm gonna promise you at least two a week and if you get three a week well that just means that you know Corey was there to help me out behind the scenes uh, and pick up the pieces and we have you know a little bit of bandwidth to actually uh, get some more content produced so uh yes looking ahead here to wednesday i'm going to be re-airing uh, not really re-airing it's, it's my airing of my appearance over on uh, my friend uh, nico and shane's show what's happening or what's happening excuse me i get it pronounced right what's happening uh and you'll have to go back and listen to uh, when they first joined me on my show uh back a couple of uh, months ago to understand the, the name of their podcast what's happening but it's a great opportunity to uh, to hear my appearance there on their show. I'm um, talking about a lot of fun stuff, NFL sales, uh, you know, the, the, the huge. Uh, and then uh, coming up here on Friday, I am joined by Bradley Thomas from EraseTheState.com. So make sure you go ahead and hit that uh, subscribe button, number one. But number two, make sure you hit that uh, that refresh every single morning on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for a brand new episode here of the Brian Nichols Show. So with that being said, guys, it's Brian Nichols signing off here on the Brian Nichols Show for, you know him, you love him, Bird and Car and the Friends Against Government podcast. We'll see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.